For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. Greetings and good morning. This is uh, uh, Hour of the Discernment on the on uh, Wednesday, 2016. I'm sorry for the connection problems we've had the last two days and I was trying to figure this out and I and I think I've got the problem fixed there on this end so with that today you know uh, on Monday when uh, uh, when uh, Craig couldn't couldn't make it to the broadcast uh, we talked about Greg I talked about Greg Samaski and how uh, instrumental in how I learned about the New World Order and Rome through invest in the investigative journal, and uh, so it's kind of uh, it's uh, interesting that uh, uh, as one of his listeners uh, today, I'm interviewing Greg Samaski, and Greg has been at this a lot longer than I have, and and has taken a lot more more hits than I have. But with that, uh, I want to welcome to the broadcast, uh, Greg. Hey, that's great to be with you, Walt. Uh, we're just switching roles here, but it's the same old story. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, yes, and you know, you know, Greg. Through the years, you, I think we come. I the last the broadcast you had on from December seventh that week, there on December seventh, you broadcast. Right. You know, I I want to I kind of talk about that because uh, uh, two important one of the most two important uh, resources. And I remember when you used to have uh, Eric Phelps on your broadcast. Yeah. Uh, it it was. Uh, I, I was always. It was very, very interesting. And I think as time grew, um, uh, you, you like myself have have dwelt into. Uh, uh, we have dwelt, got into history a little bit more, and then we come across F. F. Tupper Saucy, and F. Tupper Saucy's book, Rulers of Evil. Who is it's being read by by uh, uh, York Glisman on Joggler sixty six and he's doing a great job, but it's a it's a book that you can't read it just once. It is a it is a book that you can pick up and you can pick up and read and start at any chapter after you've read the book. And uh, also on this broadcast, the reason for this broadcast too, you see is the main thing that, that Greg has come across in his research is um, it, it, when we're up against a whole army of, of authors, radio broadcasts, and the mass media, especially the evangelicals, wanting to say that this is a, was a, Christ, is a, was a Christ, the government is a Christian government. And... Um, I just want to mention Gregory A. Boyd. He's wrote a book, "The Myth of Christian of a Christian Nation," and uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Tupper Saucy is when it, he leads us. He leads us and he takes us through step by step 
and showing showing us uh, uh, the real founding of America. And uh, and Greg, what how how what what was the first signs that you started realizing that there was something wrong with the founders? Wrong with what? The founders of America. In other words, we have a myth here that the that the that the founders were Christian, and it's it's well, just not. Well, here's the point. Uh, the farther you know, looking at it from an investigator's point of view, it's hard enough to figure out. In a let's just use a case of let's say you're investigating a murder trial or murder case. The colder the you know. 48 hours and you don't get any evidence and it keeps, you know, keeps getting harder to prove your point, uh, you know, to a hundred percent assurance to people. So when you go back 200 years and you go back all the way through all of the history that has been misreported things that, uh, you know, to the, to the Victor go the spoils and also goes the way history is recorded. So we have this, patriot group that constantly was saying, oh, let's go back to the founding fathers. And this was both anti-Vatican people and people who said the people that uh, were talking about the Vatican were crazy. It was always going back to the founding fathers. And so I started to think to myself, and then you hear with Hollywood, Hollywood does and what the news broadcasts do, the History Channel. And I started to say, well, where did this new world order really begin? Uh, was it after the founding fathers? And then when you start doing research, you realize that it, it, it started a long time before that. So once you start researching that, the stories, when I, when I started to really think about it was when I used to talk to Tupper Saucy before he died, and he was telling me how he began this research. And at that point, I was more of a journalist talking about daily affairs talking about what the Vatican was doing in 1982, talking about what they're doing now. And with that, I had to start going back in time, and that takes a while. So 10 years ago, or you know, 8 to 9, 10 years ago, Tupper Sassi was a vital person in my life who said, listen, look a little deeper. Start thinking in terms of this being a setup, this country being a setup, a cover. And, you know, he presented facts that were – very interesting and in a sense covered up in history and I found one book that talked about this this guy who could have been easily Lorenzo Ricci the Jesuit general who they may have faked his death uh, during this period of time and I read that other book that Saucy had had uh, heard this from and it made a lot of sense and there's only one book I've been able to find that even talks about this. Now, that's not unusual when you're dealing with a secretive organization. When you're dealing with deception, they're not going to tell you what they are. They're not going to. It's easily recorded in history. You can believe what you want. But when you're starting to understand, one, people today, many people will say the Vatican is not a Christian church. And that is very true. So let's go dig deeper. If they're not a Christian church, then why do, do our leaders today and the Vatican say they are? And why do they say they go back to the founding fathers? Because you have to 
take away that layer and understand that perhaps some of the founding fathers, the main ones like Franklin, Washington, and Jefferson and others, had a secret agenda. One, to tell the illiterate, poor workers in America one story of freedom in order to get the Vatican through the door into this country. And secondly, if you look at the Constitution of the United States, it's a perfectly great cover for those in power to usurp it. And you're seeing that every day today. The Constitution on its face. Now, I studied law. I, was a law, I, stu- I went to law school. The, everything you see in the Constitution ring is a beautiful theory, uh, theoretical document. But when you see it in practice, it doesn't function. Executive orders, these ideas that the Environmental Protection Agency, the FDA, all these groups can usurp our constitutional rights or bring an enemy like terror into our, into our country, and all of a sudden you don't have the right to, uh, you know, even your privacy in your own pocket. Uh, just the other day, you know, around January 1st, policemen in New York were just indiscriminately asking for people's IDs in the uh, subways. They had more police presence in, uh, you know, Times Square for January 1st than people. Now, the point I'm trying to make is this, these people that began this country were not dumb. And the Jesuits have been doing this for centuries, if you look into their history. So I started to question the, uh, you know, the mainstream approach, the History Channel's look at the Founding Fathers, I started to question Eric Phelps's look at the Founding Fathers because of this. And, you know, God knows, look, I have nothing against Eric at all. In fact, what I, what I say is this. It doesn't matter who he is. It doesn't matter what side he's on. He knows what, who he works for, and that's fine. He... I started to disagree with him on certain things that he came out with, uh, you know, pretty much an attack on me that I – was basically a follower. Well, look, he attacked Tupper Saucy back in 2001, and that to me was a sign. Why was he doing that? All I ever said and all Tupper Saucy ever said, and I talked to him, he said, look, all I wanted to do was get this information out on the table and put it side by side so people could make a decision. And he attacked me. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to make me look that I was a Jesuit shill. Now, why would he call out Tupper Saucy without evidence based on information that conflicted with his. Is there a hidden agenda there? Perhaps. So I said, people, look at that. Now, look, I probably have put Eric Phelps on my program more than anybody, and I respect a lot of the information he has. Now, put it this way. He's a veritable dictionary. I mean, I, mean, I could never debate the man. I mean, I can't keep all that stuff in my head. I'm a journalist. I will just want people to hear the information. And I found it kind of strange that he would take up this cause quickly after Tupper Saucy's book, Rulers of Evil, came out in 1999 to basically discredit it. And I said, why? I mean, this is, in, in, this is not the way that people act when they're really searching for the truth. And so... My point is to people, you can take Saucy's work, you can take what I say on the radio, you can take what Walt says, you can take what Eric says, 
you can take even what Bill Hicks or I call Alex Jones. I think they're one and the same. Now, people may disagree with me, but I hope he's Bill Hicks because I like Bill as a comic way back when. Uh, maybe I talked to him, and that would have been cool. But what I'm getting at is you, the, the listener, have to decide this stuff. And just like you have to decide whether you want to be a Christian or you want to be a, a, a Catholic or you want to be a Muslim or you want to be whatever, that's your choice. All you got to do is start reading and making a proper decision, not one based on what man tells you. You have to look deeper. And I say that if you do look deeper, if you look into your soul, you need to read the Bible. You need to read all the different books that were put out there of the occult. You need to, to, to look at the Koran and read that as well to see the similarities between that book and Catholicism. And man, when you start looking at this stuff, then you can make a proper choice, whether who, what master you really want to serve. Now, to be very clear, if you listen to some of the recent just little clips that people have taped and put on YouTube regarding some Vatican ceremonies with Pope Francis, you will clearly see in Latin, they tell you they worship Lucifer. They tell it to you. Now, what more proof is that, people? Just because it's in Latin doesn't mean it isn't the same message. They're telling you at their opening ceremony, and I can't remember exactly, it was maybe last year or so, they are praying to Lucifer. That, to me, is solid evidence. What do you think, Walt? Well, Craig, I, I agree 100%. Just a, just a second here. I think I've got an echo. It's exactly. And you hit on one thing. We have to come to that question, is Catholicism Christianity? And when, and when you do your... When you understand history and you understand the reformation you understand that that book uh the bible and mystery babylon mystery babylon exposed is revelations and that's what every single one of the reformers in the protestant in the protestant reformation they pinned the tail on the donkey and then we all know, especially the, uh, the listeners of this broadcast, understand futurism. Futurism talks about an antichrist coming in the future. And that took the light off of the historical, the historical antichrist. And when I look at uh, Washington, D.C., uh, Greg, you know, I didn't know, realize this until the Pope came over here the last time. I said, you know, that building is a basilica. The capital of the United States right in front of us is a basilica. And they've deified George Washington, and he's in the rotunda. And this comes from Protestant sources. In Catholic sources, George Washington died a Catholic. Now, now that is a Capitolium. It's right in front of us. It's right in front of us, and on the top of it, they put freedom. 
when you read chapter 22 and 23 of Tupper Saucy's book, he makes it so clear. And I, on the chapter, I believe it's chapter 22, Immaculate Conception. When I put that up on the Internet, and I was reading that word by word, on December 2nd, they put it, freedom was, the moles for it were made in Rome. They were poured here in the States. But on December 2nd, 1863, right in the middle of the Civil War, with three lifts, they didn't have helicopters in those days, it took three lifts to put freedom on top of the Capitol. What's so significant about December 2nd, 1863? They give a 47-gun salute. A 47-gun salute. John Carroll had passed away 47 years prior. And, we, you know, I want to ask you this too, Craig. You know, we've all heard uh, Chris Pinto's The Hidden Faith of the Founding Fathers. But there was, there's three hidden founding fathers that weren't put in with the, with the icons, Adams and Jefferson and Franklin. There was three founders left out. John Carroll, Daniel Carroll, and Charles Carroll. And this is I'm this is not an at- attack on Eric Phelps. I've learned this from you, Greg. I, we have to be journalists. My webpage, the Grand Design Exposed, has got the pieces up there. You put the pieces together. But in Eric Phelps' 896-page book. With over 700 illustrations, the Carroll is mentioned one time, and that's the Carroll University in Ohio. He left the Carrolls out. And uh, your your comment on that, Greg? Just a second. I, I got him muted. Second here. I don't know how that happened been muted before i'm unmuted can you hear me now yes yes i i don't know how that happened i i didn't well, mute you. I, there was a little connection problem here and i i got back on so check it every now and then that i'm not muted okay, oh, oh, but, oh, okay. Uh, that's what happened that's what happened but did you did you get the question i have i asked you yeah i got i got everything i've been listening for a while and uh yeah the the, the point is uh that's his that's what his book says uh, and uh, people can read that, and it's interesting that it was it's it was one of the first books out on this subject in 2001, and it's interesting that the first interview he ever gave was with the Spotlight, which most people will understand is a controlled opposition newspaper was turned into the American Free Press, and I know that for a fact. I worked with them, so. Uh, I, I started to say, that's fine if people want to read that, but they've got to hear the other side of the story. And so uh, the point of view of this is, if, uh, like I, when I was speaking to Tupper about it, he said, you know, all I said was if anybody disagrees with me, I, I, will, pre- I will talk about it and listen to your point of view as well and make changes 
uh, in my next public next book and maybe add certain things that people say. So it's an open forum, an open book. And he never had a chance to do that because uh, during the years after that, he was working on some other things and never got a chance to do an, you know, another uh, second publication of uh, Rulers of Evil. But so you, what I said to what I said on the air many times was put Eric's information alongside his, and then you decide what makes uh, a lot of sense. And to me, what Saucy was saying made a lot of sense. And I would say to Phelps, why didn't you just uh, talk about that stuff? You know, and there was always this kind of categorical, oh, it's not that that guy's off base. You know, well, I don't think so. Uh, when you look at the history of the of where Washington D.C. was placed on Carroll property their influence in many different things that were going on at that time, they should have been founding fathers. And I think they weren't put in there basically to keep the heat off the Vatican, having anything to do with forming this country for a reason and a hidden reason. And I think people, if they're smart enough, they'll see it playing out before their very eyes today. Growing from one diocese, the Vatican is probably the second biggest landholder next to our government in this country. Uh, you would not believe what they're involved in. They own uh, the jet controlling interest of the Bank of America. Now, if this is not a systematic takeover to turn this country into Catholic, which one day will be not even that, it's going to be a one-world religion, then nothing... It. I mean, uh, you can't overlook this stuff. And you've got to use a little bit of common sense. One, you can't just categorically prove it. It happened 300 years ago or so. But use your common sense. Who's benefiting today from all this stuff? It isn't the American people and our freedoms. It is the two groups we're talking about. The Vatican working together with the policemen of the world, now the Roman army, the American military, and our government. That's who's benefiting here and all of the elite people working with them, Ted Turner included, and the media, and you can add them to the mix, those are the people benefiting from the lack of information, the systematic approach to keep it out of the news. Walt, uh, any thoughts on that? Well, I, I agree with you 100%. And I, and I, you know, as I read... Uh, and I haven't digested it completely. I'm still digesting chapter 24, The Mark of Cain. But when you, the, what I've got out of it so far is, is this. The old, they are, we're talking, they got us talking about the New World Order, the New World Order. Yes. There isn't such a thing. It's the Old World Order. The Old World, old world Order never went away. 1776 was counter-reformation. Some, some people want to call the government a, a Protestant constitutional republic. It, we, what we got in 1776 was a universal constitutional republic. Now that we have a lot of freedoms in this country, and I'm thankful for the years that I have. I'm 71 years old. And I've, I've had some, it's been a cakewalk. I've had a cakewalk and I've, I've had some freedoms and done things that people, some people in this world just dream of. And so, just a second, got to let my, my dog in. Okay. 
Hey, come on, Sam. And but but the, the 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 thing the thing of it is, and I I put this out to the people, some younger mans. Uh, uh, I have enough information, but I'm not a writer. But I'll tell you what what needs to be done. It's not nobody has done it. I call it the 200 years prior to 1776, starting with Henry VIII. If you, I know this history, and a history flows like a river. It doesn't run uphill; it runs downhill. And if I'm putting, I'm appealing to some younger men or somebody. To, I mean, I, I, I have an outline that it should, but it should start with Henry VIII to Bloody Mary, to uh, to uh, the reign of the golden years of Elizabeth and King James, the, the Bible is the King James Version, up until Charles I, the Civil War in England, and th- that a king lost his head, a Catholic king, because Charles I married a Catholic, and up to Charles, then to J- James II, with with the gl- with the glorious revolution and the writing of the Royal Declaration, and the the, you, the only places that you will hear about the Royal Declaration is it's up on my website and it's in the Catholic Encyclopedia. It is real. It's a it's an oath that the king or queen swore before they took office and it's solidly protested and uh, so I mean I, I do I, I woke this morning and uh, the more you know sometimes I want to let let this stuff down I want I want to kind of back off and be like old Walt go out and fly my radio control gliders and and, and enjoy the, the Pacific Ocean here on the Oregon coast I live in a beautiful place but but I can't let it go because, because as a child of God, and the more I understand this, the more the the str- stronger my faith becomes. Because you can see it, and Greg touched on this. But the key to this is Roman Catholicism. Is it Christian? And what and when you because the they have completely what has happened. What has happened? Because this makes people angry. But the Constitution, the Jesuits were in on the writing of the Constitution and Bill of Rights, and this this flares people up because we have patriotism causes people to be blind to what is going on. Look at the third. Well, right. let me give you an example, Walt. And this will maybe ease people's, uh, you know, when we go back to the that writing and you say that, and sure, limited people are going to say, hey, he's off his rocker, Greg's off his rocker. But let's go back to just 2000, the year 2000, right before 9-11. And before 9-11, this is a fact, you can trace the Patriot Act being written by a Jesuit lawyer at Georgetown University, a Vietnam a Jesuit lawyer named Vien Dim. And 
So we have the Jesuits involved in writing the Patriot Act prior to 9-11. So what is so outlandish about saying that they, that they had their hand in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence? And they had their hand in this kind of uh, world that was going on then where the elites were basically, look, I am convinced that there needs to be a look at how the American Revolution began how it was instigated, why it was instigated. We hear in our, you know, you go to college and you go, oh, it was the Boston Tea Party. You know, that, that's what they want to do, make you just think it was something it wasn't. This orchestration of this war was very, very instrumental in the formation of this country, and they needed, the Jesuits needed to get France and England fighting against each other. And that's what Lorenzo Ricci did, I believe. That's why, you know, look, you know, it doesn't it make sense, folks. Think about Sun Tzu's Art of War. It was first translated in, into English by Jesuits. Ricci was behind that. They used many of those tactics to foment many revolutions during that period of time. And I did a research thing that's kind of interesting. Do a timeline of all these revolutions in Europe and America, French Revolution, Russian Revolution, Polish Revolution. There were, stern, there were many revolutions during this period of time, and I believe the Jesuits had their hand in every one of them, just like they have their hand in everything today. And if you don't believe me, think about this one priest. There's a Jesuit priest right now named Father Dal Oglio, O-G-L-I-O. It's a, it's a story that's amazing. He is one of these Jesuit spies working with the Syrians to make sure that this terrorist organization functions the way the West wants it to. He is one of, the, one of those guys, and when you check that name out in his story, you will see they're still doing the same thing. And then you can just look at the way you can go to all of our politicians who've been trained at Jesuit schools. Their heroes are all these Jesuit priests. And it's just amazing people will not realize who controls this country and for what reason. Now, what can you do about it? Well, you know, I've, I've come, first I, you know, I felt that, you know, I look at people that want to instigate revolt and violence as only people that are aiding their cause. I look at people that tell people, oh, go hide away in the woods and don't deal with these people. I think they're aiding their cause. The first thing you can do is you can start telling people who want to listen about this stuff. You have an obligation to do that. And I think that obligation rings true both in the secular world, where you want to get at the truth, and in the, in the Bible. I think the Bible states somewhere that he, God's, Jesus said, go spread my word to everyone that wants to listen. That is your obligation as a Christian. And you can't just, just close your mind and say, oh, I don't want to talk about this stuff, and I'll pray by myself in my room. No. You're just as responsible as they are then. So you, you need to talk about it. And, Walt, you have done that, and I commend you for it. You know, I remember when you first started talking to me 10 years ago, and now look at what you've done. And what happens is it's that same thing Tucker Saucy told me, because I asked him that question. I said, Tucker, what do I do? I'm, I'm confused. I don't know what to do anymore. And he said, do this. Just make yourself available. If people want to listen, tell them. If they don't, don't. And I said, what do you mean? He said, isn't it better 
to talk to one person that will listen, that will spread it to 100, than to talk to 100 that have closed ears. And he made sense. And so that's what his book's all about. Many people will close that book and never read it. That's their problem. But maybe you can open up one person's mind that will open up 100 others. And that's the only thing we can do. Now, we can take this one step farther. We can create an organization. It doesn't have to be written on paper. It doesn't have to be out there in front of Washington, D.C. It's a silent organization of people who understand this, that want to communicate together. And this, to me, would be more powerful than anything. And if you're thinking about slowing them down, God never had a time frame on when the end of the world is. And why? Because I think he's giving everyone an opportunity, even people who work for Lucifer, the chance to come over to his side. So if we can delay it, I don't think there's anything the Bible says we shouldn't try. I looked at every generation for the past. I, I can tell you that there are these fake evangelists out there, you know, the ones who put the hook them horn sign on all the time when they're on the TV. And then if you go back in history, you look. Every generation said it was the end of the, end of the world. The world still is going on, and the book and the Bible never says when. So I choose to leave that up to God. And in the time I'm here, the things he's given, I'd like to just tell them, and I use a radio broadcast to do it. Uh, I'm not very good at going into a grocery store unless somebody I know or talks to wants to talk about this subject and sit there and preach this stuff to people in line. That's not my purpose. There are other groups out there that do it quite well. Christians have that responsibility. I told you the Tony Alamo ministry does it, and they, they are taking that and showing people, putting out brochures, things they feel that's important. And I agree with them. Somebody has to do it. But it's done in many different ways. And that's why we're all a bit different. But we all share the same thing, that it's looking for this one truth. Why has this happened to us? Why is this world moving in that old world order direction with a one world government, which will be Luciferian, a one world religion, which will be Luciferian? And when will God step in? That is really what we're looking at here. And maybe you have some thoughts, Walt. Well, well, Greg, you're talking about spreading the gospel, spreading the truth. Exactly. The only, the only answer is, like Tupper Saucy said, and maybe you can expound on this a little bit. I liked what he said. He says, you know, rulers of evil. I'm thankful for the rulers of evil that rule these evil people because the world, we can see this, especially in America, the moral decay of America and this is all brought on. This is not by accident. And the, and, what, and the reason the Bible is such a hated book, it exposes, it exposes Rome. It exposes Mystery Babylon. And Mystery Babylon was here before Rome. It was just a baton that was handed off to Rome. But this is, comes all the way from, like in Tupper Saucy's book, uh, uh, the mark of Cain, and I. Yeah. I, all of, a, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said uh, well, yeah. That's an important story to look at different interpretations. Uh, 
but you were going to go ahead, so go ahead and tell me what you were going to say. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, and this has only happened the last two or three weeks, because you know, and we we talked on a, on the off air just briefly. You know, there's a p- time that it, it sometimes this makes you angry when you see how, because in other words, there when, once you see the pieces, once you see the pieces, all you all you have to do is put the pieces together, and it, it paints a vivid picture who's behind this. And when you're yeah, talking about this, this. when I first, you know, years ago, I used to get angry. I don't any longer. Uh, and the reason is, is because I've been dealing with it for so long. And you have to come to a position where this is, you're not accepting it, but you're realizing that God had his hand in this. And then at that point, you realize that even though these, like you said, rulers of evil, ruling evil people, are here for a reason, and that gives you the strength to deal with them, to be able to go to them. The one thing they, the one thing that is mystifying to me is when I change my tune, instead of confronting these people, but just admitting, you know, you have a right to be here. It doesn't matter who you work with. You know, people will figure it out just by your deeds. All I want to do is talk to you. All I want to do is share what I have to say. Oh, boy, they don't know how to deal with it because they want to bring you into conflict. They want to bring you into this arena where you you argue and then they win because they have more listeners. They have more military. They have more uh, – one of the biggest ploys in the world is if you look at good people. And I asked Tupper Sassi about this. I said, "You, how come there's the heroes of this world, the real heroes, are never talked about? And the reason is, is if you – Many people have not, they've taken up this stance of conflict against them, against these people, and all they do is turn it around and say, listen, we love God, we love our country, you are the hated one. And that's what they do to a lot of people. And so you never hear about them. But the more that people understand this, the more we allow, in a sense, God to take care of the bigger problem and us to just spread the word, the simpler it is to live in this world. And you can actually live happy alongside these people. That's the, that's the point I'm at. Many people disagree with me on that. But I say you have no other choice. It wasn't you who created this to begin with. And to me, it explains what evil is all about. And I've listened, I've asked people, what is evil? Oh, and their, def- their, their simplistic definition of it is just, and then they're mystified, well, I don't want to love a God that created this stuff. They have no idea what the history is of this world. You can't, you can't. And how can you make a decision to be with God or not? I said this very well. I think these people, these occult people, understand both sides, and they've made a decision, I want to be with Lucifer, and I want money. I want power. I don't care. That's fine. You made your decision, but you fail to, you will understand one thing. You will never see God again. So you make your choice. And that is the point here. And I've seen good people that had a lot of money come to the other side. And that's what I think the Bible talks about. Give them a chance, even though they, (laughs) what better way to say it, even though they've genocided so many people. I don't know, Walt, you know, I'm not really a preacher. 
can't help but go to these the words that I just said, and I'm sure they've been said before by people who are more well-read of the Bible than I am, but you can't make any other uh, conclusion if you read everything that is in history, that's been covered up, and you read the spiritual works of everything. It all boils down to this. And that's why they want total control over you. So you don't think anymore. So you're just a slave in their respect. And let me tell you this. These people, when, when it gets to a point where you're not needed any longer, for example, they need a lot of people now for their workforce, but when they figure out mechanisms and all of this technology and you're not needed, they will figure out a way to get rid of you because they don't need to have all these people in the world now. The world would be better off there from their point of view with less people, easier to control, and now we have the mechanism there to do it. Our Luciferian government, our Luciferian world order. I don't know. Am I off base at all? <laughs> uh, well, I think you're right on, Greg, and you make a good preacher. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, we're hearing something that's not coming from the pulpits, and, and this is really where the downside, downsizing of America is because of what's coming out of the pulpit. Nothing is coming out of the pulpit. And uh, over the – what has come across – you know, it, it, you know, I had a friend of mine, uh, Mr. Pasco, listen, Pasco, Washington, and he sent me an email and said, listen, you got to listen to Greg Samaski's week there on starting on December 7th there. And I mm-hmm. didn't listen. And then all of a sudden he wrote me another – I talked to him one day. He said, have you listened to that? And I said, no. So I took the time to listen to those five broadcasts. And I'll tell you, when you under, start understanding, and I want to get into it a little bit more, but the mark of Cain, once you get into the understanding and you see all the evilness, and man, they – they are listen. They're turning up the dial on evil in this in this country, in this world as we speak. Mm-hmm. But once we understand, it gives us some peace. In other words, I'm not. I I I, I think you're absolutely right, Greg. We need to share this, and I like to ask questions now. I you know I just ask a simple question. Have you ever heard of Charles Carroll? Have you ever heard of the of the Spanish Armada? Because you have to, I heard this last night on a broadcast, you have to respect people where they're at. You cannot overload and dump because it turns into fear. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It turns into FUD. And uh, I want to make just a little quote here from the book, The Sovereignty of God by author... Arthur W. Pink, just one sentence. He starts out with the introduction. He says, Who is regulating the affairs on this earth today? God or the devil? See, Hmm. God is still the commander. I'm not going to take time right here, but God God is, is the... I mean, is... Is still he's 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 the one that is regulating this. God is still sovereign, and God's got His elect people, and this this makes people run to the run. See, I really feel that what's been revealed to myself, Greg, it's been it's been revealed to us. 
It's been given to us. Now, now, Greg has the option of just ignoring everything and not saying another thing about it. But, you know, sometimes I started this broadcast a week ago, and I've had some weak knees. I've had some weak knees, but, you know, it takes me back to the first time when on your broadcast you said, on Friday we're going to have a different show here. On every Friday we're going to interview a guest, and the first one's going to be Walt Stickle. And gosh, where did I? When you said Walt Stickle, I, I took a walk to the beach and I said, "Man, he used my name. He used my name." In other words, that shows you what I'm. I'm illustrating that everybody you have to respect somebody where they're at because we haven't got any history. And and, oh, and when you, you know, and 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 Greg mentioned this before. He said. You know, in other words, you look at 1776, and all you have to do is ask the question, who benefited? On the exactly. 24th. Let, me, let me make one little point here to people who just, just doubt this. Uh, when I said the Vatican and our government worships Lucifer and the U.N. is nothing but a Luciferian organization, check that out. But what that means also, if they do that, if they do worship that, they do believe in God. That is the key to this story. There is, they do believe in God. Now, how many people out there don't even believe in God? They want you not to believe in anything. Now, the point is, even our enemies, and I call them an enemy only because they're enemies of God, they believe in him. They just have chosen to go a different path. And that's been spelled out in the Bible, I think. And I just wanted people to be clear about that. Uh, so you're dealing with people that understand these things. They've just taken a different way, and it's not the right way, I don't think. Uh, go ahead, Walt. Well, you know, it, 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 that, that gets into, uh, uh, you know, there's, <clears throat> we're going to be covering this in the future broadcast, but it, it's Arminianism and free willism, you see, in election. See, I think, you, you know, the, uh, Walt Stickle, you know, I was just a common person, you know, I've I've been a pilot, I've been a truck driver, used to keep honeybees, and uh, and all of a sudden, you know, you know, and and I and the biggest attack that I've had is always it's from within, within other Christians. This this when you when you start mentioning the founding of this country, you know, your 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 biggest enemies are going to be inside the evangelical Christian world. And uh, I, I, I want to take this time. I just came across a ministry, and I'm going to be telling you more about it, but this is a, I want to read you one paragraph from Sean uh, Wilcox. And uh, I'm going to be having a webpage up there, so because there, there are some good websites, like historis.com. I mean, They have the pieces to the puzzle on Historis.com. But he says, are all Protestants Christians? A great many people think so. There are vast numbers of people who believe that if you are a Protestant, then you are a Christian. Just as the vast numbers believe that if you are a Roman Catholic, then you are a Christian. But this is simply not true. Just because you are a member of a Protestant denomination does not mean that you are a Christian. Being baptized as a baby does not make you a Christian either. Being morally decent 
person does not mean that you are a Christian. Trying to keep the Ten Commandments or the Sermon on the Mount does not make you a Christian. Praying does not make you a Christian. Doing good works does not make you a Christian. You may, you may even be a minister, but not a Christian. That's what we see in the world today. Uh, a friend of mine made this an analogy. He said it's like a choir. It's like a choir. And the choir has been fragmented so much that it can't sing. Your comments, Greg? Yeah, you know, Walt, uh, first, how much time we have left, just so I know here? We're, we're going to do an hour. I usually been doing only 45 minutes, but I'm, I'm gonna, we're, we'll, do it. We'll, we'll do another 10 minutes. Okay, that's good. Uh, no, you know, what you said is true, and uh, I guess to really uh, put, an, uh, you know, put a conclusion on this, which there isn't, uh, I just recommend people to look at all, all of these things that uh, – you see, the Internet's difficult now. There's so much on there. So much of it is, uh, there's so much information that sometimes people drown in it. And I, I think what you've got to do is start piecing it together from a certain point. What interests you? I mean, the Civil War? Uh, does the, uh, does it, does, does the, uh, the beginning of the ecumenical movement interest you? Wherever you're coming from, whether it be spiritual or secular, start there. And I assure you that your path will cross. If you start out in the scriptural, it'll cross with the secular. If you start out in the secular political world, it'll cross with the, with the spiritual. And once you make that connection and you see who's working together, it's not hard to come to these uh, conclusions based upon fact and then based upon the question, the answer of who benefits here. Because, like I said, it's so difficult People are so, Americans especially, listen, I've dealt with Europeans, and I still do today, and I find that uh, many of them have seen this up close and personal more than Americans. We've been coddled here in this country for a reason, and we've, we've in a sense, it's probably the last 10, 20 years is the first time Americans are really starting to feel, well, there's no middle class anymore. It's rich and poor. You're seeing a changeover, and in Europe, this has happened a long time ago, so people are used to it. And with that came an understanding of who's doing this to us, what is going on. So they have kind of more of an eye. They're more open to this discussion that, okay, the Vatican was involved with Hitler. They saw it firsthand. Uh, when I go back, to, when I look at stories in Rome, uh, I see the Italians. They read this stuff all the time. I mean, I was there in 82. This stuff was right on the front pages. Did it ever get to the Americans? No. There's a reason for it. The same reason that the story that just appeared in an Italian newspaper, which is the prophetic, there, there is a prophecy right now that uh, I'm sure the Jesuits are behind it, that the Mother Mary has appeared three times in Brazil, stating that the Vatican will be attacked on March 23, uh, this year, 2016. Now, do we ever hear that in, in English? I haven't heard that story here yet. You might, pro probably some uh, bloggers picked it up. But that was just in the Italian newspapers a few days ago. Uh, so what I'm getting at is Americans have taken their history and taken their religion black and white. 
They don't want to hear the intrigue in a sense. They don't want to believe in anything that isn't simple to understand because this country has been given a free pass for a while by these people. Now it's changing. And so you're seeing a flood of people trying to understand things very quickly. And all I'm saying is you can't understand it, but think of it as an elephant and you got to take one bite a day. You will eat the elephant after a while, but it isn't going to be done in one gulp. And my recommendation is for people uh, who are just learning this stuff to start where you feel it's important to start. And then start realizing that a lot of the things that were told you weren't true. But figure it out for yourself because you're hearing it every day. Oh, everything's a lie. Everything is not the way it seems. Well, partially true. But until you understand how they did it, where it came from, and that it is a very deceptive ploy used to control you, you can break those bonds. You can break them easily by really opening your mind up to this. And, you know, there's this old thing that people say, well, how come certain people seem to get it? And I think it's because they've opened their mind up to God as well. This thing that the Holy Spirit enters you, it does happen to people. And it's not going to be like, okay, I, the Holy Spirit, I can feel him coming in. No. He's given you the ability to see beyond what you felt you could ever see. And that is not intelligence. Because there are some very intelligent people who know nothing about this and never will. And I'm talking about people that are with higher IQs than I ever had that will be able to figure out how to build a bridge and all this, you know, take a heart and put it back in, take it out, all these things. But do they really understand what we're talking about here? And if they did, maybe they wouldn't act the way they do. Maybe things would be a bit different. And I think that's why the rulers of evil don't want this information out. They don't want people to have a straight line with God. They block it by having you go to the Pope or go to your priest. They don't want you to have a straight line to changing your government. They put in shills to work as congressmen and put in shills to work as senators to make you believe you have freedom. You don't. And that's all this is all about, Walt. And I hope that's a good conclusion to the show. And we can always do another one. Don't worry. (laughs) Well, and listen, I'm going to finish it with this. I've said this before. I, and when I said it, I was just a truck driver, and it didn't hit me. It took me a couple of months to realize how profound it is. If you know about history, you know about the Jesuits. If you know about the Jesuits, you know about history. And we live in a society right now where you can ask the people, uh, what do you know about the Jesuits? And they don't know. And there's a reason why they're flying under the radar. We're not going to go there now. And the second thing you know that's been on my mind so strong is F. Tupper Saucy's book, Rulers of Evil. And we have York Glisman in Belgium 
speaks four languages, and he's reading this on YouTube. I haven't checked it. I think he's up to chapter 23. But when he gets chapter, when he finishes the book, I'm going to print a book and send it to him. But he's reading it off a PDF file. He speaks German, but he's native. He's been speaking to so many Englishmen that he told me that English is becoming his prime language. But we have, he was raised in post-war Germany, where they told him, and I asked him the question, I said, "Uh, what did you learn about the Inquisition when you went to school? They taught him that the good guys were the inquisitors. (laughs) Yeah. And so... And, and and I want to say you can go to Jogglers sixty six, and you and I have a link up there on the page. You can go right to Joggler sixty six. But that this book, Rulers of Evil, is a book that if you want to understand who the old world order is, you'll you and, and it's a book that you're going to have to do some search on your on your own, on yourself, you know, and uh. uh and I'm I, I'm going to be start try to get some more sources, you know, because I have some little kind of kind of listen websites. We're going to see a big change here in the next five five six years. I mean, things are going to be changing. And what the the what we're doing here this morning, there's just a handful of us. There's just a handful of us, but it's an opportunity, as like Greg said, as long as we have it, let's use it. And this is the hour of discernment. The hour of discernment, the, when you, the word discern in the Bible refers to be able to discern between good and evil. And if you want to share this broadcast with somebody, just say, do a Google search on rulers of evil. No, excuse me. Do a Google search on hour of discernment. And it's the number one hit. God put that right up in the top. And and I have a brother, a young man, a young man only 35 years old. Right below the second hit is a is a another place where you can click on to get to the to get to the broadcast. And 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 I haven't uh, and I've and, and you everybody knows how to get to Greg's uh, uh, broadcast. And with that, you'd like to say uh, any final final comments, Greg? Well, listen, uh, yeah, go to my website at arctic, A-R-C-T-I-C, B-E-A-C-O-N dot com. And also, First Amendment Radio, you can listen to my show every evening from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's firstamendmentradio.com, uh, as well as, I think it's on at 11 Pacific time in the morning as well. And uh, check out the Alamo Ministries uh, website, alamoministries.com. You'll find some interesting articles there. And I use them, their ministry as an example of showing how uh, Christian ministries that preach this word that we're talking about today have been targeted by the very people we talk about. With that, I'm going to say goodbye to you, uh, Walt, and let's do it again, okay? Okay, God bless, and I thank you, Greg. Have a good one. Okay, thank you. And bye for now. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.